So if you don't understand, like, why pulling like this is wrong and understanding that I can't get my head, every time I pull my head rocks, it's like, no, pull through yourself hmm. and rock right. away from yourself. Pull through yourself. So I'm always emanating forward. I'm not rocking back and pulling to me. This episode is brought to you by Mutant. Go to immutant.com and use my code BIGRON20 or you can use my code DUSTY20. Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 159. Of course, our producer, Scott McNally, Dusty Hanshaw, myself, Big Ron Partlow, and on the show today, Big Mike Van Wick. How are you doing, you beast? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Doing great. We got to remind everybody to like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Good job. There Good you job, go. You, you got to get on the got to get on the bell ringing train, and uh, we appreciate all the support, everybody. So let's just get right into Mike Van Wick. We've had people asking to have you on. You're killing it on TikTok. You're out there at Pure, having fun, playing with all the toys, training some of the Canadian boys, and uh, helping them out. And I'm just, uh, how are things going for you, man? They're good, man. I'm thinking about literally shaving my beard off now that I'm looking at how good Dusty's beard is, but that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why am I even growing this? It's not going to look like that. <laughs> Fuck this. Put your face lower, Dusty, just so it hides it. <laughs> there you go. Well, there's no, a I'm very thinking... short list of things Dusty's good at, and beard growing yeah. is one of them. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm just... Like I've just been training people and having fun. I'm actually staring down the barrel of a hip replacement surgery Ooh. in like 12 days. So no pretty okay. about that. <laughs> hey, you, you know, you know, you did the work and were a true lifelong athlete when you got to get your hip. Done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a real badge of honor. That everyone should strive for. Like, yes, hip replacement so, at 42. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I got to give everybody a recap. Um, Mike Van Wick is the 2009 Canadian national bodybuilding champion. That's where you got your pro card. And, yep. uh, you were, you were a one and dunner. I saw a couple of yeah. you guys come over the years. You showed up once, won the show. That was it. What was, yeah. I, right, let's start with the, start with the pro bodybuilding. What, what was, uh, the pro bodybuilding like for you? You came on so fast. I know you, 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 you tore your pec pretty quick too. Like, Looking back on all that stuff, I mean, you know, you came out of a football background. Um, what's what? What was the bodybuilding thing like for you, and why do you want to help these guys now? Well, I think just going back to like being the one and done thing. It's like I had a, I've never had a chance to speak to you personally, but like I had a lot of motivation in my career from you, huh. like Ron, because like I was, I came back up to Canada. And like living in the States, I went to school, played football there. When I came back up here, I get into bodybuilding and obviously I wanted to like attempt to be as good as I could be. And I was always like, I was always like, I was coming up in Ontario and I was doing well in Ontario and stuff, but I always had like my late coach, Darren, who Ron's met, uh, he, he like, you don't know it because you wouldn't know it, but like, you were like a massive motivating factor in like one, how hard I trained and two, like what type of condition I was trying to get in and like size I was trying to put on. Right. So it was a big, there was points where I like, I really did not like you and I didn't even know you, so, <laughs> but I mean, wow. in the nice, in the nicest way, like I was just like, yeah. 
who the fuck's this guy that they're talking about? And I'd see like, because <laughs> like back in the day, like there was obviously, you know, like Instagram was in its infancy and like there was Facebook, I guess, but like it wasn't like now. You know what I mean? Like no. we're getting like update pics and all this shit like every two fucking minutes. And it's like, I would just see like little blurbs about like in Muscle Mag or something about, about you. And like how you'd won the nationals the year before, maybe not didn't win the overall one super heavies and whatever. And I was just like, man, I'm like, oh, fucking this guy's a monster. What the fuck am I doing? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just like, I remember like serious. I remember, I vividly remember being like maybe three weeks out from the nationals and I was posing with Darren and he's like, Ron's going to fucking beat you. And I was like, what? He's like, you're not fucking conditioned enough, man. He's going to fucking out condition you. And I'm like, He's like, we can't play the size game with Ron. And I'm like, okay, so fucking tired me harder. I'm like, I don't know. What do we got to do here? Like tape garbage bags to me and I'll walk around all day. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. But like, yeah, it was a big, like, I remember walking by you backstage. Like, cause that, at that theater, I think it was like an underground kind of locker room. I forget. Like, yeah, like yeah, downstairs. Yeah. And I remember place. walking by the room and I saw, I saw you and Chris stand there, Chris Cicito, And I was like, motherfucker, I'm like. Well, I hope I do well. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I hope I just look good up there. You know what I mean? I was like, but even right. when, I, when I won, I, when I won, I was like, I don't, it's still like, I can remember the feeling. I was like, I really thought I was just like hearing. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. No, man. Like, you, were, right, you were awesome. You, you had, yeah. you, 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 you had a crazy back. Yeah. Like you had this crazy, thick, ridiculous back. And, and uh, I remember I thought that was the difference was, was your back was – I didn't know if you were like one of those football deadlift guys that came out of football <laughs> with a crazy back or yeah. something. I wasn't sure. But I remember thinking like, oh, we're very comparable. I mean, you, the funny part is you beat me by one point. Yeah. You remember it was four That's to five. That's what I mean. Like I, yeah. I, was not, yeah. I was not coming in there being like, oh, I'm the man. I was just like, oh, boy. This is no. Fucking it, rough, it, and it was dude. good. <laughs> it, was, it, it, it was good for me, too, because I was, I, it, you know, looking back, I wasn't ready to be a pro. I mean, it you know, I, hmm. I, and I'm glad I didn't turn pro that year because, you know, it would have changed my whole life. But, um, hmm. but, but you came in, stole the show. And Darren Oliver, what a great coach. Like, like how yeah. did Darren help you? Well, I met. I literally met, I came back from the states um, to be with my mom because she was kind of having trouble here, so I moved back to Toronto and uh, I just need. I was like bouncing. I was bouncing at like a fucking two nightclubs and like being a meathead like five nights of the week, bouncing people and shit. And I was like, I need to get a job that's kind of normal. I was like, and then my buddy, he was a pro too. His name is Leor. He lived in Toronto. He's like, oh, I know a guy who's a personal trainer manager at Extreme Fitness. And he's like, he'll hire you because you're big and you work out. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I just went there. And the person that I actually did like my assessment with or like my run through fake training session with was Darren. And I was <laughs> no like, way. and I was taking someone through and he was kind of like shadowing me. And at the end, he's like, he's like, you, he's like, what? He was just like, what are you, like, where did you come from that you just walked in this gym? Like, this is like a chain gym, right? And I'm like, like, good life. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I need a job. He's like, what the fuck? And he's like, <laughs> Let me like let me train you, and I'm like, no, I don't want you to train me, because <laughs> I saw shit he was doing, and it was just like very like I came like if, I don't know if you ever seen Darren Chamber, it's very like very methodical and like very like it's almost like he's like going through some meditation session, and you're just like <laughs> I'm like I'm not doing, and I'm coming from like football, and then my guy I trained with in the states was like heavy fucking boom 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 like intense, and then, and then this guy's like like slow and smooth and like namaste, and I'm like. <laughs> buddy i know i think we're gonna mesh well but yeah. then i he showed me some stuff on back and i was like wow 
I was like, okay, then let's fucking train together. I'm like, you're not training me. You're training with me. I'm not fucking getting trained by someone. So I made him train with me. And he put on, he put on like 25 pounds the year we trained together. Nice. He like, put 25 pounds like, back on. Cause he was, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, get back on, man. I'm like, you need to keep up. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, okay. Like, what, are you, what have you been doing this whole time here? Just like lurking in this basement of extreme fitness. That's cool. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how it came to be. Yeah, we got it. It's funny. I put the coaching up or I put the question box up and uh, I got five questions about your bodyguarding. People no, want to know bodyguard stories. Are you tired of yeah, telling those? Want... I don't really tell them, to be honest. I don't really. I also don't like mention who I work for. So... No oh, okay. Okay. Oh, it's uh, like that. I, just, okay. I was going to say, I hadn't heard any of these stories personally either so that makes sense no i mean there's there's stories that i can tell with like an ambiguous person that i'm guarding but i just don't <laughs> i like i have an i have a lot of respect for the person that i guarded and i have a lot of love for them so i don't want to like detract from them or do anything that might cause them like oh so-and-so said this and then is right, that true right. like, yeah yeah not that there's not that there's all these like i don't have any of these like stories that would be like oh you know what i mean it's nothing like that right really there's no maybe a handful of instances where there was something kind of odd but but it's like the professional in general the professional courtesy yeah. i gotta ask though so like are we talking like celebrities or is that what you mean sports figures or yeah like one of the most popular people in the world probably okay yeah okay. Easy, I, I i know i know but i, w- <laughs> okay. I won't okay. i won't throw the name we'll leave, out there we'll leave it worry. out we'll leave it out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what uh, are you still doing take, some it wouldn't of that? take much digging it wouldn't take much digging to figure <laughs> out who but well, okay. everyone in the everyone in the question box seemed to know, <laughs> but yeah. I'll leave it. Well, do you still yeah. do you still work with them? Do you still do some of that, or is are you too busy now? No, I had to I had to take a step back from that. Like I did that for six years, and it was like the biggest one of the biggest things that ever happened to me to be around that, that person and to be doing that kind of work and just traveling all over the world and meeting great people. I've met a lot of really nice people from that. Just kind of being in that environment, but it just I had to take so, a break from it. Because I have like, I have an elderly mother and I have like a lot of responsibilities close to home where I, being gone all the time is really rough. Like it's not, it's like, like I've said before, it's like you're being, you're a visitor in your own life in the sense that I'm living someone else's life and I'm dipping in and out of my own. Hmm. I'm never, I'm not present because even when I'm present, I can be called to go. I get a call, we're leaving for London for two weeks, pack your bags. Or like, we're going here, we're going there. So it's like, it's right. hard, and, right? And, and it's, co- co- yeah, COVID make me, COVID really made me understand what was happening with that because all, all of us know we spent like a concentrated amount of time like at home, like, and I was, I hadn't done that in like almost five years. Huh. So I was at home and I was literally in my home and like in my family environment and seeing like what's going on. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I can, like, if I can be away like this anymore just because it's just like, now that I see how, how much I'm needed here and like what's really going on, it's just like, oh, I can't like, so I kind of like, I expressed that to them and they kind of understood that. And I, I kind of phased back into the training. I just came to the gym to check out the gym because Dorian had built it and I was interested to see it. And I saw Antoine, me and Antoine have had a relationship for a while. We've known each other for a bit and I just, it was around when he won the California pro. So I just congratulated him and Dorian. And I was like, if there's anything I can ever do to help, I don't know what it would be, but just ask. I'm like, I, I have some ideas about what you could do with his back. Cause I see what he's doing. I see what's off about it. But <laughs> I'm like, if you don't want to, it's cool. But and I don't expect you to be like, Oh, but he's just like, no, sh- 
Angelo's like, I want you to show me. So I showed him some stuff and then the rest is kind of history. I never asked for like, I never like, oh, let's be on, let's film this or put me on the brand or pay. I don't, I was just like, yeah, I'm just here. Like I already make money. I already have a job. Like I do stuff where I'm like, you know what I mean? So it was just like, yeah. fun. it was honestly fun for me. Like I just, if I could help, I'd love to help. If not, then whatever. And then I started helping guys like Regan. I started helping Quentin and the rest kind of snowballed from there. So that's cool. Who do, you think, made... who do you think is the most talented bodybuilder you've ever worked with? Just pure. Um, talent. It's a close, it's a, it's a tie to be honest between Antoine and Q. <laughs> like, those both those guys <laughs> yeah no but it is like because like there's there's just something like you guys know you're you guys love bodybuilding as much as i do there's just something there's something special going on with quinton there's yes you can't deny that if you know bodybuilding you know that that's that's a physique that's like what what are we waiting for that to be like huh. are we going to be is everyone in 20 years and be like oh that's all quinton did Quentin did this. Remember when Quentin did this? When he really wanted to fucking this Olympia and that Olympia? That's like, that's what we're looking at, right? If mm -hmm. it keeps on the trajectory, if it keeps on the trajectory that it's on, you know what I mean? There's nothing really standing in that guy's way. But when it no. comes to like Antoine, like there's no, there's no one that's harder working and there's no one that's like as dedicated as Antoine. I've never met them. Hmm. Like this kid, this dude is like next level, like almost borderline scary. OCD addicted to this, right? But it's how he—it's how he functions and how he how he excels, right? I couldn't do it because I'm just don't care that much. Like I'm, yeah, I'm just and more like go with the flow. You know what I mean? Like everything like, Antoine eating, does. He's like I'm eating at eleven thirty, and the, a fucking tornado or a fucking machine gun will not stop me from eating at eleven thirty. <laughs> and like it's like all right, man, cool. <laughs> it's like, it's like literally will miss workouts because he's mistimed his meals. Like I can't. I'm, just, I'm like, okay, man, I could just eat it after or like <laughs> eat it now. Like, I don't know, man, whatever works for you. And it's working. So fuck well, who are, who's anybody to criticize it. Right. Sure. I have to ask, I have to ask what, what did you see? Cause you said you could spot something in his back training that was off. And I know back for me is something that has been an ongoing thing of trying to really figure it out. I feel like back is such a complicated muscle group to grow for a long time. It didn't make sense. And I see a lot of guys that listen to our program, they're struggling with various body parts. So I'm almost looking for advice for everybody out there. Uh, what did you see in Antoine that, that needed to be changed? It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like, Oh, I specifically saw this in Antoine. I just see it in everybody. Okay. So like the move, the movement on back on back has become way too rigid huh. in the, in the last like decade, or I don't even know what the timeline is to be honest, whereas everyone's locking down now and everyone's trying to like over, over contract their back, thinking that the over contraction of the back is going to elicit growth, but it's the movement of your back that elicits growth and development. Interesting. So yes, we need, we need to contract our back. There's no doubt about that, but do I pull a row, do I need to pull a row back and squeeze here? And then let this squeeze out so slow and then squeeze back into it. It's the same analogy as if I'm pumping my bicep. I'm not going to go like, I'm not going to squeeze here and go, yeah, keep flexing my bicep. I'm going to let my bicep extend and allow the free motion of my muscle to contract the to contract up again. Right. So yeah, I just don't think people understand the, the motion of their back because they're thinking about it. 
it's like when I try to break down movements and I think of different stuff and I don't know if like, I mean, if you guys have heard me say it, but it's like when they think about chest, like obviously our chest does not open like elevator doors and close like elevator doors, obviously. Mm-hmm. But in your mind, when you're pressing, if you start to think like I'm spreading open hmm. and I'm contracting in. Yeah. If you start understanding that concept of a press, then things start to make more sense. Because it's like, yo, I don't know where my 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 pec inserts into my shoulder. Sure. Or like, I don't know where this this alignment is. I don't know how the fibers of the muscle are turning and twisting. I don't know that, but I know the feeling that it elicits. Right. So it's the same with back. Like, Dusty's got a great back too. I'm sure. Like when he picks up weight and bends over, he knows exactly how to lock onto his mid back, probably, and mm-hmm. let his lats hang, hmm. without even thinking about it. Whereas most right. guys don't get that. Hmm. It's like I and so if I if I seem a little hunched or I seem a little hunched over or my chest is caved in, yeah, I'm still pressured here in my back. So I'm allowing rotation up, yeah, and around my back and up. So I'm able to clear shoulders, lift sternum, and get up through my pull. Whether I want my elbows down, whether I want them open, whether I want them flared, it's going to elicit different contractions in my back. Yeah. So it's just, I don't think people understand that. And now people have gotten into this whole mindset. I did a rant on this the other day. Like they get these certain machines. Like we have a Nautilus machine here, the plate loaded, the unilateral pull one, yeah. right? Yeah. It's shit. I don't think it's good. Like I think it's I for teaching, for someone who knows how to feel their back, it's very good. Okay. For someone who doesn't understand back, they're just going to lean back on that thing and snap this thing in and put four plates on it and fucking... It'll, it doesn't even under, make you understand that your drive from your back pulse comes from your feet. Hmm. Right. It's like I have, I have to drive. Like if I'm doing a barbell pull, I don't just snap that bar up and hope that the bar moves. I'm generating force through my feet and driving my chest up through and pulling. Ah, yeah. And then, I'm, uh, and then I'm forcing weight back down into my feet and driving up through the ground and pulling. It's the same on a cable pull. Yeah. I have my hip back. I have my foot, my weight generated forward, almost like I'm in a three-point stance in football. Yep. And I'm rising up through this pole, right? So people, I, a lot of people aren't aren't moving that horribly. It's just their hip positions off and their point of tensions off, hmm. and where they're where they're originating movement from. So a lot of guys don't understand. If I'm using my hand to pull something, why the fuck am I just swinging my arm like this? Yeah, I need to break my elbow. And I need to pull. Right. And I need to get my chest up. How do I get, how do I contract my back? I pull my elbows, I pull my elbows and back as deep as I can and retract my shoulders. Just like we all do on stage. When we hit rear, when we hit rear lats, we all pull up and duck our head. Yeah. And then push and then push our head back through and pull our back around. What does that tell you? Why aren't you lifting like that? That's your Mm -hmm. sport. So if you don't understand like why pulling like this is wrong, and understanding that I can't get my head every time I pull my head rocks. It's like, no, pull through yourself hmm, and rock right. away from yourself, pull through yourself. So I'm always emanating forward. I'm not rocking back and pulling to me. That's the problem, right? Just people aren't their sequence of movements off. It's not necessarily that they're stupid or there's something wrong with them. It's just like they've been, I've had a improper movement pattern imprinted on their brain. They can't get rid of it. Yeah. It's a complicated movement too, you know? Yeah. Like I've seen, I've seen dusty videos of dusty pulling insane amount of weights. When you like, when you start bent over at the barbell Mm and you snap, you pull up, people are like, that's crazy. I'm like, no, it's not. It's fucking, look at his back. 
<laughs> the fuck do you mean it's crazy? <laughs> the back is crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean that's stupid? You're stupid. Like, that, he's right on, like I said before, like, when Dusty picks up stuff, guys with really, really great backs, they feel things. So they understand that connection where it's like, where whether without unconsciously, subconsciously setting down my shoulder, like locking down on my trap, setting into my lat yeah. and understanding that my hand's letting me go and I'm pulling my hand back. So everything else right. is set down. So I'm able to move freely through my extensure of my arm, right? It's the same thing when you, if I get over a bar like he does, I could never do the way you do in a million years. But like, I, if I stand up with it and I lock into my scalp and I set my shoulders back and then I rock and snap up, the full extension just happens to be hitting the ground. That doesn't right. mean that you're they're killing the tension. Tension's still there because it's fucking pushing yeah. up through your mid back all the time to allow those arms to swing to be able to even pull that weight, right? Right. And guys just they don't understand that. It's like if I make I make videos and I'm like, don't do things this way. Idiots do things this way. Or whatever it is, it's because I, I'm talking to the idiot, not the professional guy who like understands where tension is and understands his range to like really rock on or like sit on a muscle i'm talking about these kids who like pull down the tricep thing put their head to the side and go <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and they're just doing it because i saw jay cutler do that yeah but jay cutler knows where his tricep is if you give him a five pound dumbbell he'll literally just be like yeah and rock yeah. on his tricep because he's so connected right he understands it you guys are just like put my head here push down right and they're getting so a pack pump and everything yeah yeah. yeah, it's like it's you're not doing you're not doing what you think you're doing. You're not seeing what what's really happening, right? So I'm trying to give when I give people advice or I set them into positions, it's like almost like I'm never talking to like I'm not talking to Ron. I'm not talking to Dusty. I'm not talking to fucking Ian or any of these like top great guys. Right. I'm talking to you guys that are looking up to these guys and you're not understanding what they're doing, and you're not understanding that you're there's levels and you're not at that level yet. So bring it right. down and understand, and then you can move up. You've got a gift at it too, jump. man. You've got a gift at yeah. it. Your ability to explain stuff is is next level. I feel like to me yeah. that's what is so interesting with like the stuff I've seen of you on YouTube and stuff, and, and you know your social media. But not everybody can explain things the way you just did. That's why I, I had to ask to get your explanation on that. And and yeah, you make I mean, me want want to listen to you because I don't want to make you mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's like people are like you're you're like when there's like you need to just let it go, man. Let people let them live. I'm like, I'm not even mad. Yeah, like I'm right. not mad. This I'm is not just genuinely me. mad. It's like, <laughs> fucking barbell round. Like it's like I'm just like it's just being passionate about yeah. something, right? So you end up you end up speaking in a way that you're like, oh, he looks aggressive. It's like no, I'm just passionate about it. Yep. If you want to talk to me about the fucking blinds in this room, I'll be like, yeah, that's blinds. I don't give a shit. Like, right. You know what I mean? But it's something I care about. I'm like, yeah, man, no, I'm like, this is what I really, this is what I think. I have an opinion on it. And I think that like everyone, I think people could do stuff better. And if I can help them, I'd like to. But if that comes across like, cause you're so soft and such a bitch that like, Oh, this guy seems like he's yelling at me. It's like, change the channel then. <laughs> <laughs> Go to fucking what you, TikTok that, and follow. That's your next shirt. Go to change the channel. <laughs> yeah. Go to fucking TikTok and follow whoever the fuck's popular there. Get them to fucking I don't know. Like these kids are crazy, man. Like it's like the people that get it. Like I'm sure when you guys say stuff or you have an opinion on stuff or you show something, the people that get it get it. And yeah, then right. there's all these outliers. These all these outliers, and I call them the people who wouldn't be in the gym unless they could record being in the gym. 
They have no right. desire to be there other than the fact to record the fact that they were there. So it's another activity in their life. Like I'm a lifter too. <laughs> like I went to the gym. Like it's like <laughs> we would, all of us, all of us would still be in the gym. If there was no smartphones, if there was no IFBB stage to get on, there was no pro shows to compete on amateur shows. We just like lifting weights, man. Yeah. And that's predominant. And that's predominantly what the society's made of is people who just enjoy working out and want to look better. The smallest fraction of society is guys like us who have gotten on stage and are pros and like this is a, our passion. But every guy out there, even if he wants to fucking deny it, still wants to look better than they do look currently. Absolutely. They right. want to have like, even if they don't want to be a monster, like, man, I wish I had like better biceps. Yeah. Even like, yeah. I just, you know, I don't want like big legs, but I want some big arms. It's like, but they won't admit to it, right? It's like, we're just like, yeah, we admit to it. And we want everything big. <laughs> I want it all big. Like, do you remember the. The moment, like you, you've got a very unmistakable and unique personality and look. Like you know, you no one, no one confuses Mike Van Wick for anybody else. Are Are you surprised with the amount of traction you've gotten on social media in a relatively short period of time? And um, you know, did you did it did it take some time for you to get comfortable just relaxing on camera? Did that come natural to you? Yeah, I've, I never had a problem like. I think the only time I've had a problem being on camera or like talking to people is when I had to be like fake or I had to promote something I didn't believe in. Like I'm sure you mm -hmm. guys have had to <laughs> like this inner workout, intra workout is full of BCAAs. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't even know, man. I just taste, I just take it cause it tastes good and they give it to me for free. Right. <laughs> like, and if I had to pay for it, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't talk about it cause I'm having to pay for it. So it's like, right. I don't know. I just never had, I never had a problem. I think I have an easier time being on camera and talking about the stuff because it's like, I, it's, it's genuinely me in the sense that like, if us three were in us four were in a room right now, I'd be talking the same way. It just happens right. to be my phone in front of me. Right. So I have yeah. the same interaction as soon as I walk off camera or, or when I'm on camera, like I'm the same person all the time. So I just think people have a hard time being on camera because they know they're not, they're being, they're not being themselves. Right. I don't have a problem being myself. I'd be myself every day for my whole life. So <laughs> happen to have, I just happen to have a Laura. Like I, I developed a really good relationship with a Laura who films for me and does the content for HD. She's uh, like big three media. She's, I just get along with Laura. And I like her. So I don't, I, it's not like I have to like film with someone I don't like. And I have to like pretend to have this rapport with them. Like I'm literally like, come to the gym and turn the camera on. Let's just go. Like, I don't even have a fucking plan half the time. I'm just wandering around. Like, and then she splices the stuff up and makes it look like I'm organized, but I'm really not. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> do, Scott does that do you for know, us every episode. Do you, yeah. Do, do you know what the clips are going to be? Or does she say, hey, I've got some really cool reels for you and TikToks and just shows them to you. And you're like, yeah, oh, fuck. That's, it's, oh, it's, that's funny. It's her. It's That's her, cool. it's her, like, I just, we film a bunch of stuff. We maybe film like one or one day a week, two days a week, maybe one. And then I'll, we'll film for like however long, an hour, half hour, just follow me around or whatever. And then she'll just splice it. Sounds real familiar, she'll guys, just, doesn't it? Yeah. She'll send, <laughs> she'll send, uh, she'll send like clips of, I'll remember like some stuff I said, most of the time, like I, I said this to a lot of people when I'm on camera and I'm talking, it's like, I'm in, it's like I'm Will Ferrell in old school. When he just like when he's at the debate, he does the de and he just like he's just like, like what happens? Yeah, like, I'm literally like that because they'll send me stuff and I'm like, and then my I like send it to my girlfriend and my girlfriend will just start dying laughing I'm like, what are you laughing at? And she's like, 
you don't remember saying this? I'm like, no, I'm like, not at all. <laughs> like, no fucking clue. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty funny. I guess I don't know. Put that one up. But yeah, she just she does all the work for me, like in terms of like splicing shit and. But a lot of like I'll, I've like helped her with like a lot of like we kind of work synergistically together in the sense that I want to talk about this. I want to show this kind of angle. Yeah. Because I just see that when people demonstrate stuff, like I have some stuff coming out next week. I think it's like I was doing like um like this bow and arrow type looking pull for like rear delt off a cable where you're like pulling down on the cable. And I was just noticing people were like keeping it way too close to their face. Like they were literally like, and then trying to pull their elbow behind them. Mm. Whereas opposed, I'm just dropping down on my forearm. Right. So I told her, I'm like, people aren't getting that because they're seeing it from this front on angle or wherever you're rotating from. I was like, film from above it, mm. like get an aerial shot. So it's like, you can see how far the distance is of my arm away from my face on the path that the arm's moving on. Right. Just to help. It's like to help people understand what, like, I don't think people are showing them that kind of, shit it's like or like the diverging of like a dumbbell press and and converging right from above people see you doing this but they don't understand that like when i'm doing a dumbbell press i'm not trying to put my hands together yeah right i'm just squeezing i'm squeezing peck and driving through lats so hard that my lats my hands drift together Mm. so they're not they don't bang they're just drifting together because my peck is squeezing across my chest right right i just noticed a lot of people are doing that because i'm like start your dumbbells at the bottom and then you see these God, these guys at the uh, they post these videos and they're laying on the bottom they look like a turtle on its back like they're just like holding the dumbbells they're like and then they're like rocking their head up and down i'm like no man this is not it <laughs> not even close <laughs> let's just try sometimes there's a lot of times just reiterating to like help the people that are watching being like okay like you're getting half of it but you're not getting all of it right so if I'm, let's I've, make it as easy as possible i i uh i know you know we have a lot of fans and Dusty and I come from like the old Dorian days, you know, well, I, I definitely do come from the old Dorian days. Dusty's a DC guy, you know, from the, from when he started. And I've heard that you don't like log books. Um, no, I think I understand. I I, I think I understand. I don't like, yeah, yeah, I don't like log books for me. And I, and I don't like, I don't like the, I don't, I don't have any problem with someone tracking their progress because some people's brains work that way and they need to like, it, and I understand that I'm that way with other things in my life, but when it comes to bodybuilding, I'm not. So it's like, I understand if you don't track progress, how are you supposed to know if you're getting better? Mm-hmm. But also understand, I also have a problem with thinking that progress is, is equating to weight being raised right? directly. Right. Right. So like if, if that's your only measure is like, Oh, I looked in the book, I'm doing more than I did two months ago. Well, you look the fucking same dude. Right. And like, so that's where I have an issue where these guys are just like almost like zombie mode. Like as long as the weight's going up in the book, I'm getting better. It's like, well, you're not, man. Some of you, some of you are, some of you aren't, but it's like, it's right. going to come to a point where that's also like, if we're following that path and there's all these paths to take, right? That path is literally the shortest path, the most direct path to falling off the cliff. So like I can only get so strong and then what? Right. And I can only get something's so strong and then I, and then I'm no, yeah, honest, something's going to give obviously, but then I'm only nominally getting better all the time, but like a pound, a half a pound, like I'm, dri- I'm dripping back in my logbooks and I'm mentally fucked because mm. I can't even do the weight that I did before. So it's like, there has to be some, edge, that's a great measure. And I always, I say this on other stuff too, like 
this idea, and I don't have a problem with progressive overload. I have a progressive, I have a problem with progressive overload when you only think it has to do with weight. Right. Yes. And nothing to do with stress, nothing to do with stress, nothing to do with like tempo, nothing to do with any other factors of like intensity or de-intensifying something, whatever it might be. But like, if you're not using all the tools you have at your disposal or like you're understanding, I have all these tools, I'm going to play with these five. I'm going to see what they do for me. Maybe I'll toss one. I'll grab another one. Maybe I'll get released to, I'll grab another one. Something's not happening mm-hmm. anymore. Right. So it's just, I, that's when uh, the rigidness of the person who thinks that the logbook is saving them is what bothers me. I don't have a problem with people logging what they do or keeping structured workouts or following a structured path in terms of programming for training, because some people need that shit and there's nothing wrong with it. Like I need it. I need it in other things. Like I need it with like tracking my money. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like shit, shit I got to do for the day. If I don't write it down, it's probably not going to get done. Cause I'll just be like, Oh, whatever. Didn't want to do that today. So I understand it. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like I make, you make these statements and this thing on social media where you make these statements or you take a snippet of someone and they're like, he hates that. Yeah. Yeah. He said, it, <laughs> he said it in a, he said it in a 30 second clip. He's fucking so against that. It's his number one thing he hates. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't really care that much. Yeah. The part is about it. The actual, one of the questions is, Mike fucking hates log books. Ask him why. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's like, funny though is people, like every, it's uh, like I it's like I walk through the gym and if someone's holding a log book, I just slap it out of their hand. <laughs> Fuck off, man. <laughs> no log book, you, nerd. <laughs> then you kick their camera over. <laughs> yeah. No, that was fucking huge. That was massive, man. Like all these people that think I have such a fucking problem with tripods. I'm like, I just have an issue with them being in the way of people who are trying to do their workout. And oh, I also yeah. have an issue with if, an issue with it. If you're so narcissistic that you think you matter more than everybody that you yeah, can put right. your fucking tripod in the middle of the gym. On and a you busy can just Monday. have your friend. Yeah. You can just have your friend film it. Like I'm film it. Go for it. <laughs> put it in the corner and film it. I don't give a shit. Like, it's just these guys. I'm sure you, like anyone, like I said, anyone who knows, knows what I'm talking about. You've seen these fucking kids in the gym. You're just like, man, I want to fucking smack this kid. Like if I was, if I wasn't such an, if I wasn't such a fucking, like if I didn't care about getting arrested and going to jail, I would just launch this kid across the room. It's still <laughs> like, you don't know how, almost be you, worth it. You don't know how many times you've been like, you've been, just been let, like your life has been let to let go because like, right. I've let you guy, just, the, big, the big guy, the big guy's just like, fuck it. Like it's like the lion You're alive because I let you. Sees, sees this fucking gazelle with its back turned. And it's like, nah, I'll let him go. <laughs> <laughs> not not, not today, one. man. <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you find is, cause, cause I, for me, for example, like you were saying about the logbooks, um, what I run into in general with anything you post is mm. I, I kind of got away from describing exercises a lot because I mm. would, for example, one time I, I literally put in an entire write-up of how to execute a rack chin correctly, mm-hmm. then a video and posted it. And I was immediately tagged in 500 of them as if they didn't read a single word they don't or watch the video and i'm and then i'm like okay i don't want to be a dick because i literally would have to say like that was fucking awful i don't know where you <laughs> you know it's it's that bad so i'm wondering with with you cuz cuz on the flip i mean i do enjoy when someone's close and you're like okay you give them some good advice they do a tweak and and they're on their way it's definitely enjoyable um mm-hmm. but it, 
but it's weird because I'm wondering, have you gotten better at getting people to at least, and again, I'm saying some, absorb the information and actually be able to use it? Because like you said, with logbooks, people are like, oh, the numbers are going up. It's like, yeah, but you had a four count negative a month ago. You have a one count negative now. Your rep range is three inches shorter. Like you're not stronger. You're just cheating your ass off. Um, yeah. You know, have, have you worked on perfecting that so it works? Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I think that's why I, I come back to a lot of stuff that I that I say or I've said for a while now. I, I do like reiteration videos or I re, rehash different things because I see because I'm I'm in the gym all day and I'm fortunate enough to like a lot of people in this gym like are starting to like follow what I do and I see the mm-hmm. movements that they're doing because like I know that you didn't see that anywhere else like because your ass is doing some funky shit before and now you're doing this like you're doing this and you're curling in a certain way or your bench, your head's moving on bench a bit, or you're like learning how to transfer weight. So it's like when I see the mistakes that are happening in the gym in front of my eyes, I'm like, okay, now I see like, I see where the disconnect is. So let's like re go, let's go back and reiterate this certain point. Like you guys are under, you guys and girls are understanding this, but it's this that like, I need this, this next part is where we like show them where the transfer happens or where the weight's sitting or how you're, where my chin's going or whatever it might be. That's just mm-hmm. fucking them up. Cause it's like, it's information overload in the sense that like when you put up a video, I'm only going to retain what I want to retain to be very honest right. with you. I'm going to, I'm going to take like my key points in my brain and be like, okay, uh, I got it. Like for sure. No, you don't. <laughs> right. Like you don't, you don't have it, man. Like, and it's, it's fine. You shouldn't be able to pick stuff up that easily. Right. Like if you are cool, but it's like, yeah, that's kind of why I, I just keep reiterating different things or coming up with ways to make things easier. Cause it's, it's like the formula that I learned in football that's carried throughout my life. And I'm sure you guys have heard it is like the kiss formula, like keep it simple, stupid. So like, yeah. let's just dumb it down till it's like so easily digestible that it's just like, blah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is it. You move this, move that. Boom. Yeah. Like cause I see it started that. off as 10 things. It started off as 10 things. And now we've like dumbed it down to three things. And now we just cruise at that, right? So and that right. that repetition, cool. I think it helps because we do that, I think, in the podcast. Mm-hmm. We answer, you know, a lot of the same questions. And I think over time people people get it. And you're right, man, because people it's a lot to take in. If you're gonna like retool my whole bench press, I might be able to remember like, you know, I'm gonna slow that negative down now or something, you know? But yeah, yeah then I see that next video, I see it again and eventually I think that's the thing is it, it does take time. So that makes sense. Yeah. I think it doesn't like, and it's, it goes back to like other sports, right? Like you guys have played other sports and like, you understand like in football practice, let's say the guys in the pros are still doing the same footwork drills. The guys in peewee are doing when they're hmm. kids. There's mm-hmm. a reason for that. Like there's a reason why they're doing the rope drill. They're hopping over bags, hopping over bags, change direction, like whatever it might be. Because that shit is just, it becomes ingrained. It's just second nature. I don't think about that. So on the field, when I have to change direction, I'm, I change direction. When I, on the yeah. field, if someone dives at my legs, I step over them and I run. I don't, there's no like, oh, and I run. Like, it's like, no, it's these patterns become ingrained, whether it's a boxer in boxing, like their jab, they're learning the first day they walk in the gym is footwork. Like step with your jab, step with your jab, step with your jab. And you'll do that every day. Right. You won't stop doing that. Like, I don't care whether you're Tyson Fury or a kid starting out, you're always going to practice like your footwork and your movement and your jab, 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 everything comes off your jab. So it's bodybuilding is the same. That's why these kids just like, 
just get under the weight and push it. It's like, that's the fucking most ignorant shit I've ever heard. Right. Like <laughs> it's, you're dumbing down something that's like lifting heavy weights is not a fucking joke, man. Like you really fuck yourself up. And I have, like I've torn my pack. I've fucking <laughs> fucked myself up. Like I've done it. So if you don't respect that process and understand, like you need to set up the same every time you need to understand how to engage here, you lock here. So we minimize the chance of stuff happening. This is all like very intricate stuff, but to everyone else looking, it was like, you push the barbell up and down. Yeah, cool. I'm going to try it. Like, let's go fucking grab a bench. Right. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> but that's, that's what they've literally done with this, like this new fitness culture is like these stupid dumbed down TikTok videos. Like you want to work your traps and they're like, grab a cable and they're like, pull here, let go. It's like, <laughs> well, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled the fucking rope to my face, but what what was I trying to do with that? Like, I can pull a dumbbell up too and do a dumbbell curl, but I can do that without even using my bicep. Basically, I just bend my arm and pull my hand up. So, like, it's, I don't. It's I didn't funny you said that type of response. I, I was watching a guy at the gym today. Just happened between sets, and I like to do preacher curls with a dumbbell on an incline bench, just like standing next to it, and use that mm-hmm. as the uh, as the preacher. And I happen to look over and I see two guys doing it. And I realize they only caught a piece of it because the <laughs> shoulder is doing this with every rep. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you might as well move the bench. Like, and I'm tempted to walk over to be like, help them. But I was like, this is going to start a whole yeah. me training you thing. You're not going to get hurt. So I'm going to have to let this one go. <laughs> like, you're going to have to un- unravel their whole life for them. I want to do that. I'm like, Really? What about this? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, should yeah. not have done this. I have 36 seconds before my next set. But, but yeah. it is interesting because you do see that. Like, I mean, you just kind of quick glance. And in their mind, like you said, they're, they're doing it right. Their elbow's on the bench. And they're moving a, bice, yeah. a, a dumbbell up and down. So it's the same thing. You're like, yeah. there's a it's reason you're not feeling that, that very well. <laughs> that these movements just elicit, magically elicit the growth of the body part that they're supposed to be for. Mm-hmm. And we've all seen it, like the guys who like do bent over rows, like not your style, but literally like wiggle out from the rack and like their whole body's quaking. And then like, as they lean over, you hear the plates going, ding, 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 ding. And like, <laughs> cause they're trying to stabilize the fucking weight. Yeah, and then they're right. just like, clink, clink. And it's moving. It's not even moving past their mid quad. Like, clink. it's like, right. and they slam it down. They're like, oh yeah. It's like, yeah, your back looks like shit still, dude. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Like. You're just like you're the biggest, the strongest picker upper of barbells in the gym. Like at half, at half, at halfway off the ground. Like rack pull specialist. You're the I best the guy. Door... You're the strongest. You're the strongest guy to pick up a barbell and waddle back four inches, and then waddle forward four inches and put it down. I, I thought the door put out that that good information, which was if you can't see measurable change in a month, something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a simple factor that I think a lot of people don't look at. Like, am I different this month than last month? Where? And if you can't see it, then there's a problem. Yeah. I think there's also something to be said where it's like maybe if you're not visually seeing something, you're you're mentally and like physically like you're connecting better. So like right. I was doing dumbbell curls before and then I learned I took this guy's style and blah blah. Now I really when I do dumbbells, I actually get a bicep pump. Right. So like my dump my bicep is fucking I feel like it's going to fucking explode. Whereas last month, the only thing that hurt was my shoulder and my elbow felt weird. Right. But I didn't really feel a bicep pump, right? But now I'm just like, oh, now I understand where my bicep is. Okay, maybe now I can actually start 
moving some weight and like pushing myself a bit because I understand the muscle that I'm training. So like, right. let's make that connection. And if you're having, if you're like an experienced guy like us or like guys like our level, if you've always had problems feeling, let's say your back, for instance, like we were talking about, it's like, okay, well like let's revamp what we're doing. We can always go back to the bullshit. There's no mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Like we're, we know the bullshit real well. But, like, why don't we just, like, understand, like, let's start stuff in, like, half reps. If you have a training partner, start stuff in half reps where your shoulder's already locked down and you're halfway into a rep where you should be. Hmm. And let's rock out from the half rep and rock through the the last quarter, the last half of the rep. So let's get those shoulders down and back, which is most people's problems because they're so fucking big up top, they can't even get these things to move, let alone lift their sternum. So, like, let's get you in a position where you're, like, you're already forced to be here, and then let's slide back through on an angle we can handle more. Cause if we get too far forward, this happens again. And we go this, right? right? So we're tipping all the time. We're ripping into us. It's like, let's just lower the weight and see if we can get like that mid back to kind of like understand that it's supposed to like expand and then pull back in and understand that that's moving our arm as opposed to like, we just pull things and hopefully something happens. It's like, I don't, it's not working, so let's compartmentalize it and put it into pieces, and then let's bring the whole thing back, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with, like, pitchers in baseball or, like, a quarterback in football. Like, they'll work on, like, step, 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 and they'll turn their shoulder when they're turning their shoulder so they understand, like, where they're throwing from. Or they're, like, or they'll cock here and they'll just toss from shoulder. They'll do these, like, breakdown, breakdowns of, like, form, and then they just put it together through motion, Right. So it's like we understand that your follow through or like the way the angle of the angle of your arm when you throw, your elbow's not high enough. So we need to get the delivery to be up higher and throw down. You're down here right now. So we're just gonna keep your elbow high and throw and throw. So when you put it all together, your body's like, Oh, we throw from up here now. Right. And it's a better throw. Right? But everyone's like like I've said before, no one's equating being athletic to lifting weights, but everyone lifts weights to be more bath more athletic. Hmm. Everyone does off season training, football off season training, golf guys are squatting. Guys are deadlifting. Guys are doing all this stuff to become more athletic, bigger, stronger, faster to do dynamic sports, but they're not treating the work that they're doing to be more dynamic as dynamic itself, which is insane. It's like, of course, more goes into a back pull than just pulling your arms back. Just like more goes into a golf swing than just going like this with your arm. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like getting people to understand that is like, they just want to like, I think that's where like the rigidness came from the stiffness of the sport, like just get locked down and pull and be rigid and crank your neck so hard. You look like you fucking are about to have an embolism and you're just like, it's just going to magically happen for me. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. What about the men, the mentality of all this? Um, you know, being around for a long time, we've talked about this on the show. I mean, we've seen people at the high levels that were just so mentally chaotic that we couldn't believe how good they were. And then we've seen yeah. people that had it all together, like everything, and, and they're at that high level too. And it's, uh, it's you know, what, what about your, 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 the people you've coached and stuff? How do you feel about like the mental aspects and what's the most important thing to be a good bodybuilder? I think like, I think you have to have a like a good mix of like you have to be like if you're a well-rounded person you're grounded and you understand like 
I think the guys that take bodybuilding as being fun do a lot better than the guys who take it as like, this is my job and like, whatever, like you can, you should still have that framework, but you should also still be enjoying it. Cause at the end of the day, it's what you love to do. And the guys who love to do it, therefore it's not a job. Yeah. So yes, we become like a little obsessive about like our meal timing or how we take our supplements or like how we our how we schedule our gear and like where our off times and so you should care about that stuff because that's all the nuances of what we do right but it's like at some point it's just like you also have to just like be like man i'm i'm doing what I, especially if you're making money doing the sport <laughs> like and you all you gotta do is go to the gym like what you would do anyway i think some guys need like a reality check like this is a fucking cool thing man this is like a very <laughs> cool thing to have in my life like that i don't have to the biggest stress of my day is what time I train. Like, right. And the, re- the rest of my day, I just like chill out and eat food and like wait for the next workout. Like see what's on Netflix. It's just like, I just think a lot of guys are just, they get a little too wound up. And I think that's why guys who are so wound up and so enamored in the process and like overanalyzing and like hyping, like everything they do is like hyper analyzed and hyper thought about. You almost see these guys, like they start to crumble. Yeah. And they start to like, when they get closer to the show, they start to unravel because something happened that was off schedule Hmm. and it threw them into a fucking tailspin. And they're like, oh my God, I I fucking had to wait two extra hours to eat today. Fucking I'm flat. I'm shit. It's like, you're really not. You just think you are. And now you're mind fucking yourself into like this fucking highly stressed state where you're just freaking the fuck out. It's like, just like go with the flow, man, be pliable yeah. and like, understand that like this, this sport is supposed to be fun. And whether you eat your meal at one or you eat your meal at one thirty, it's going to be okay, man. Like everything's fine. It's not right. that big of a deal, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. If you're not I having, just, that's why, if you're like having yeah, that little fun with, with the sport, yeah. you're not going to do it forever. You're going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Eventually it's like, man, this yeah. is just not fun anymore. I'm going to do something else. Yeah, it's like me. Like, I'll never compete again. I have, like, I'm getting hip surgery. I have a torn pec. I tore my bicep, all this stuff. But I still come, like, still the highlight of my day is going to the gym. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to be on on a stage ever again, nor am I going to be posting update pics, having the world be like, oh, he's ready. Five weeks. Here he comes. Like, it's just like, no, I just, I really like being here, man. And I enjoy working out and I like fucking playing around with different angles and Half the time when I'm working out now, I'm like working on stuff, thinking of people that I work with that have problems. And I'm like, how could this be easier for them? Hmm. Like, where am I pulling from? What am I doing? Like down to my toes. That's making this smooth for me and making it really rigid or tough for them. Like, am I not teaching them right? Hmm. Right. So then I'll think about stuff for like Antoine or think about stuff for Quentin or different guys that I train, like stuff they're having problems with. Like, and that shit gets me excited, more excited than I ever got competing on my own. That's cool, man. Like I enjoy help. I enjoy helping these. I enjoy helping people get better or feel parts, body parts they've never felt is like way more rewarding to me than I, than for benching five plates ever was. Yeah. If so. if you could go back and tell like the Mike Van Wick that had just turned pro, you know what I mean. If you go back and tell and the talk, chill, chill him, the fuck out. Chill, <laughs> chill the, the fuck, fuck out. out. Enjoy it. Just. Just enjoy life, man. <laughs> I turn pro and I'm like, oh, this now this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm going to go do this. And I'm just like, none of that shit happened, man. Like, And I was so distraught when it didn't that I was mm. just like a miserable fuck. Like, 
this, oh man, I shouldn't have done this. This guy fucked me. It's because this guy told me to eat that. And I didn't fuck. And I'm blaming everybody. I'm just like, relax, man. Hmm. Like, if maybe if you relaxed and you weren't such a fucking stress bag, maybe I wouldn't have popped my peck. Hmm. Like, maybe if I wasn't an idiot and before I went to the Olympia Expo, because I'm stupid in my mind, I'm like, why don't I shoot all my juice now? So I, I in my mind, yeah. I'm bigger at the expo. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to jam fucking five cc's in each thing, like in my shoulders. Then I'm going to hop on a plane, and my fucking shoulder is going to blow up like a balloon. Oh. And literally, I can't move. And then literally, I can't move the fucking thing. So then oh, I get shit. off the plane. I have a fucking I have a I have a fucking flu that I got when I landed. Literally got it on the plane, landed sick. Yeah. And then I go to the animal. I go to the animal breakfast next morning. Like, you still want to do the two hundred pound dumbbells? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was the decision right there that altered everything. <laughs> oh shit! And like then the number, the real thing that altered everything was that I I went in the cage. I was all fucked up. I put all this hot rub on me. I think Sam Bird powerful dude gave me some fucking hot rub. I thought my skin was melting. It was so fucking hot. I was like having a panic attack just to get my shoulder like moving enough, right? And then I'm like. I get up there and I did the 150s and like they don't, didn't have anything between the 150s and the 200s. So like you wanted to do 150s again to warm up and I'm like, of course, stupid, stupid answer. Yo, I'll just go to the 200s. So I'm like, fuck it. I don't want to waste my energy. So I fucking kick them up. I kick one back. I kick one back and I dropped one. I've never dropped a dumbbell in my life ever. I've never dropped a dumbbell on a kickback. Even to this day, I dropped the fucking thing on the right side. Like if that isn't divine intervention being like, do not do this. You're about to hurt yourself. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, fuck it. It's my belt. That's the problem. So I take my belt off, like change something. And I literally fucking kick it up as soon as the right one open. Oh, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why? Why didn't I just leave it there? Why didn't I just leave it when I dropped it? <laughs> like, what Shit. in the world was I thinking? I, uh, I actually crazy. remember... I was walking. I was thinking I was like running to the bathroom from the mutant booth and I came around the corner and you were standing there and you had like an ice pack on your shoulder or your peck yeah. or something. And I go, Hey Mike, how's it going? And you turned to me and you had like this look of shock on your face and you go, I just tore my peck. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no fuck. Sorry to hear man. Like, yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. The best, must- the best is that I, I, it. I pulled. I tore the muscle off the muscle, so it was a muscle rupture. I didn't pull the tendon off, Oof. but I had a hole in my chest. So I'm like, immediately when I drop the dumbbell, I grab my chest. It's like fuck, and like I can feel that there's something wrong. So this, I forget who it was. I think it was Bobby Fields who was like with Animal back in the day. He's like, it's just a cramp, bro. Stretch it. This dude grabs my arm, oh, rips no. it back, oh. and starts pulling on it. And I'm like, bro, I'm like it's, not, I'm like it's torn, man. I'm like, He's like, no, no, you'd be fine. You just stretch it out. I'm like, <laughs> like if it wasn't oh torn, then you just tore it for me. So uh, thanks. <laughs> God. Like, you got to love animal though. God bless them. Fucking great guys. <laughs> Always trying to help out. Always trying to help. Out. <laughs> oh man. So chill the fuck out. Um, what what yeah. about the, the, the actual state of pro bodybuilding right now? What what do you think of? I mean, pro bodybuilding's been through a lot the last couple of years. Um, wh- what do you think of of you know where we're at? Oh. 
I mean, I'm I'm just a fan of the I'm a fan of the sport. I'm I'm not a fan of the judging. I don't think anyone is at this point. There's a lot of weird shit going on. I think I I won't get into that because I don't want to talk shit and get people I know in trouble. So it's like <laughs> it's just questionable shit going on, right? Like I don't. It's, it seems to be getting more and more political as we go, and I don't know what I don't even know what the agenda is because I don't. It doesn't even make sense as to what the agenda could be. But it's like when you're when you're trying to like, for instance, like Quentin on the weekend, Quentin on the weekend got beat by Andrew Jack. There's no question. Andrew mm-hmm. Jack looked insane. He's a fucking freak. Quentin will be at that state one day. Right. But it's like, you have to understand, like if you guys are going to promote this sport and we're going to get this sport back to like Ronnie days, the Dorian days, even the Phil Heath, I guess you could say days, like where there's like a reigning champ, there's like interest in the sport. There's someone that transcends the sport where like people know who Mr. Olympia is who don't even follow bodybuilding. Right. Right. Like you've got to start looking at people that are going to do that and create that pathway for you. And there's guys like Quinton, there's guys like Andrew Jack, there's all these guys coming up. You're not doing a good job of promoting them. There's nothing like being done to like, to push these guys and show like, this is what this sport is. Look at it. Especially if you want to like a guy like Quinton or like Andrew, like tiny waist, fucking crazy shoulders, crazy taper, like beautiful physique. It's not like they're not these blocky monsters anymore. Right. That everyone's complaining about. We're like turning in, there's real freaks out there that are just beautifully aesthetically pleasing. Right. And you're promoting like you're promoting little midgets who are like, and like, yes and no, it's like, well, what are we, are you wanting everyone to just, go to classic and not give a fuck about bodybuilding anymore. Cause that's what it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, they know that the, they know that the money is in classic because the average guy thinks in his mind, he could be classic because they, they perceive, Oh, it's just not like it's big, but it's not that big. It's like, have you ever stood beside Chris Bumstead? You fucking clown. Do you know how big that guy is? Do you know how big that kid is? Like, that's not normal. That's not attainable by you in your little gym shark outfit in the gym. Like some of those the work ethic you have. Some of those uh, men's physique guys at that level, like they're monsters they're at this huge. point. <laughs> you know, dude, backstage at the Dallas show this week, uh, the men's physique guys you know were all getting ready, yeah. and I was like, yeah. "Damn!" You I saw. Like, I was not, looking around. Yeah. You know what it's like? It's like in fighting when, like, you see like the six foot four. 160 pound guy and he drops down to that weight class and he's just like this monster who just pummels people because he just nah. like he's just he's not supposed to be there like why are the fuck are you there how are you that weight that's what's happening with these like men's physique guys are like i could do bodybuilding but fuck that like, <laughs> i just put these shorts on and fucking boom. it's like their upper bodies are insane dude yeah they are it's like you're just a fuck you're a full-grown olympian in board shorts <laughs> It's like I, I, I thought they're just like they're just they, circumventing the way, right? They're just like I'm gonna I, get in there, I'm gonna fucking get them. <laughs> I had a client I actually saw. that said the same thing, Mike. He uh, is he's newer, been about two years bodybuilding, and he said, um, "Oh, he wants to pick a division." I said, "Well, what do you want to do? Like, I don't care about what you're made for. What do you prefer?" And he said, "Well, yeah. I want to be realistic. I, I can't see myself becoming Rami." But obviously, Bumstead is attainable, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" I would have said, <laughs> but because that is, the, but that's the thought process. Like, he was dead serious because it's not three hundred and twenty pounds of sheer muscle that it must be no big deal. I was like, oh, "Let's do that." I'm like, 
well, best of luck to you, dude. And I'm going to raise my rates if you uh, pull that shit off. So, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what about your favorite pro bodybuilders? Um, you know, when when you were a bodybuilder, who did you look at and go, man, that guy, fuck, that's like the killer physique. Oh, I love I loved Ronnie and I love Dorian. I like Flex Wheeler a lot too, but like Ronnie and Dorian were my. <laughs> I still think Ronnie's the best bodybuilder ever. Like I'll be, yeah, I'll debate that with anyone. I don't think we'll see it. I don't think even with the talent we have coming up, like I hope I'm wrong, but like it's really going to be hard to find another like that again. I don't think we're going to see that again. One of my we main could. thoughts, yeah. <laughs> one of my main thoughts this weekend, looking at, for example, the men's physique, was, mm-hmm. you know, there's this big long line of like 25 guys, and I looked at them and I thought, how many Phil Heaths? have we lost to this division? Yeah, exactly. And exactly. It, we, might, be, like, we might, we might your, never see another your potential. One. Train to your potential. I tell those people all the time, especially women, like, oh, I wanted to do bikinis. Like, well, you have a figure body. And, or like, you have fucking amazing legs or in great development. Why the f- go to wellness? Go to right. women's, like, right. why are you limiting yourself? Why are you putting yourself in this hole? Like, because you want to fit into this stupid category, which is completely fucking useless at the end of the day. And like, so fucking subjective and political, that fucking bikini division. Like, yeah, what are, it's tough. you're comparing beautiful to beautiful. Oh, this one's more beautiful than that beautiful one. It's like, all right. Like, I don't know. Like, anyone up there could win. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're like, it's not like when Big Rami walks on stage 300 pounds, 20 pounds of muscle, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that guy won. <laughs> like, my bad. <laughs> what, what the fuck? What, what was I looking at before? Where did this guy come from? It's like when the girl walks out, you're like, oh, pretty. Oh, even prettier. Oh, nice, nice butt, nice tits, whatever the fuck it is. Like, you're, it's the same shit. There's no differentiating yeah. factor between these people. But at least if you go to wellness as a woman, you're like, wellness is crazy, man. Those girls are fucking crazy. Those pros. Oh yeah. That is crazy development, man. Like some some of the best bodies in pro in pro bodybuilding are in wellness and women's like women's physique. These girls are crazy, man. Like with the the, the level of conditioning, like the level of development, it's stupid. Like and you're going to tell some girl who has that potential, yeah, just stay a bikini. It's like no, just go do what you're meant to do. Like, do not roll right. yourself back. Don't be afraid. Do you get, do you get like, I guess what, what, what do you think when you hear someone, let's just say a bikini competitor, talk about it as a career? What's your main, right? <laughs> because there's, because there, where's the money, right? Yeah. Do what? Only fans, then yeah, that's about good it. Good business. <laughs> it is a good business. Well, yeah. It's a great business. The thing that's that people saying. don't realize is if you haven't made money in twenty four months, you have a hobby, not a business. It's very simple. Yep, that's every yep. business. If you if you attempt a business and twenty four months in, you're not in black. You don't have a business. And you mm-hmm. have to approach bodybuilding the same way. Doesn't mean you can't keep it being your hobby, but you better figure yep. out what your business is also. That's why I say to everybody, I'm like, these bodybuilders and these competitors and these girls, these figure girls, bodybuilding, amateur kids, get a fucking job, man. Get a fucking job, start a business, whatever it is, something that makes you money where you're able to do this thing you enjoy as a hobby and it doesn't make or break you. Like, have income. 
you're in the gym an hour a day, two hours, a day, whatever it is. Do it when you have time, work, and make money, and hustle the other fucking 23, 22 hours of the day. Whatever you have that you're not sleeping. Like, why the fuck are you thinking this is going to lead to something? You're not, even if you, okay, even if you, you're top, top guy, you sign a fucking $10,000 a month contract with whatever brand. Do you really think that's enough to sustain you? Because you're not getting that for life. You're getting that for a year or two, whatever it is. And you're going to blow through that. That's not a lot of money in this day and age. So what's happening? You're not saving every penny of that. If you were getting that 10 grand and you had a career or a job and that 10 grand was just banking itself. Cool. That's like nice little extra income on the side. Right. But if you're relying on that to live, that's going to move quick, man. That's going to be gone. But these guys don't, they don't see like, it's like, they don't see in like, they don't see past the front of their nose. It's like, I just want to lift and be good. It's like, well, you can do that and have a job. It's possible. (laughs) (laughs) There's a million people doing it. There's a million average people like, like us or whatever, like just going to work and then going to the gym after and look better and fucking are healthier and more talented than these kids who spend their whole day in the gym. And, and then the rest of their day making stories on Instagram about their supplement company. It's like, because they're just doing it like it's a part of their daily routine. It's not their life. It's it's madness to me. I don't know where this came from, where they told these kids, like, oh, yeah, there's promised lands here. Like, you go mm. turn pro and, like, it's like entering the fucking NFL draft and you're getting a fucking, you're getting a signing bonus from the Buffalo Bills. Like, and your entry-level entry contract is a million dollars. Like, nothing, none of that's happening. Your life doesn't change at all. You Actually, you got to pay for your card. card. You get the, yeah, you, gotta hold, you get to hold a fake. You get to hold a fake card up that you won and take pictures with it. And like, you should hold it up, being like, "This cost me money. It didn't make me any. <laughs> I paid for this, and I paid to enter the show, and I paid for my suit, and I paid for everything. A hotel room. Everything cost me money on this journey. But I'm so happy to be here, and look how far I've come. It's like, it's crazy, man." Nothing about it is beneficial to you. If you're at Olympia level, cool. You're making shit ton of money if you're winning the Olympia. But again, how long are you going to be Mr. Olympia for? And there's guys on stage at the Olympia that have no contracts. They're there on their own dime. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know what? uh, You mentioned, obviously, Darren Oliver, you know, coaching you Mm -hmm. when you started bodybuilding. Who else have been your main influences to how you you know, think and train and, you know, even your mental approach on a day to day, like, is there someone out of bodybuilding who's a mental influence on you or, you know, are you watching Gary V videos all day long? You know, like (laughs) who do you, who do do you like? Like who, who do you kind of give credit to helping you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I draw inspiration from a lot of different people. I draw a lot of inspiration from people like in my personal life who I, who are successful and, like successful businessmen own like they're entrepreneurs or they're guys who own different restaurants or probably involved in different businesses. I see their work ethic and I, I kind of like understand what it takes. So I try and kind of emulate that in my own life. So it's not really like, I'm not looking at, there's no one like that I could name that you guys would be like, Oh, this guy, it's just people around me. I'm blessed to have really good people around me that I, I have a lot of love and respect for, and they teach me a lot and show me like how to be and, just kind of molded me and I'm, I've always been strong minded myself. So if I get something in my head and I just, that's what it is. No one's really convincing me otherwise. So, 
<laughs> what about, uh, I got a, a bunch of questions about what's Mike's first tattoo and what's his newest tattoo? Uh, my first one, my first one is a stupid swirl. It was in the middle here. It was off right. the wall in a tattoo shop. And the last one I got, I think was, uh, it was the skulls on my head, like the background around the W. Skulls on his skull. Skulls yeah, on the skull. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> when did you sort of decide you were going to like really go with the tats? Like, you know, how much of a break was there be between co- tattoo one and tattoo a hundred? I knew I was going to be covered eventually. It was just a matter of income. So <laughs> how am I going to pay for this? <laughs> it is an expensive little hobby. <laughs> so, the, so the more covered I get, the more covered I'm, I get is like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm making money now. <laughs> I can actually afford, I can actually afford this. It's a flex. That's actually funny. That, that is funny. Yeah. Instead of buying yeah. a fancy watch, just get more tats. Well, fuck that. Fuck that. It's, it's valid. That's not going to keep you warm at night. <laughs> what what motivates these, I these, you? I got these forever. Huh? Yeah. What 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 motivates you on a day-to-day basis? What motivates you? I just I I want to be like I want to be able to take care of the people that I love. I like I want to be able to provide for my girlfriend. I want to be able to provide for my mom. I want to just be able to like live a good life and hopefully own a hundred dogs one day in a beautiful home and out in the country and be far the fuck away from everybody. So <laughs> that's about it. I mean, I don't have like these grand dilute. Like, I want this. I want that. It's just like, just be happy and be able to like take care of the people I love and not struggle. You know what I mean? And help people along the way. It's a pretty basic, basic uh, desire. Nothing too crazy. How many dogs do you have now? Four. There you go. Damn, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what are they? What are they? Kids, just dogs. I have a bully, so like a pit bull, and then I have a French bulldog, a Pomeranian, and my. Uh, I have a big. I have a house, so my mom lives on the main floor of our house. She lives on the ground level. She has her own every area and stuff. She has a puggle, so we have four dogs in our house. Nice. So it's, it's a packed place. There's a fucking zoo in there. <laughs> thank god thank god it's like spread out nicely so you don't feel like there's just dogs everywhere but the pomeranian runs the house and the, the other two just sleep all day so. tell us uh, about your t-shirt launch that you just did i see you're wearing one of them yeah yeah it went well i just i ended it today i think we sold uh it was like almost 1300 t-shirts nice it was pretty good yeah it was like the third drop so it's just fun. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy designing stuff and like I design, I don't design all the t-shirts. They're all my ideas and I get people that are far more talented than me to bring them to life. Cause I am useless when it comes to that, but I'll be like, ah, I want this and like this, like, and these guys, these people I know who I hire people that I know, like Laura, they just kind of make it come to life. And then they think I'm nuts. Cause I say these things that are like, they'll send me things and I'm like, that's not it, man. And I'm like, <laughs> well, dude, I'm not in your mind. Like, fucking be a little more elaborate of what you need here i'm like no put the put this here and there then this and that and it's kind of like this poster like look this shirt and like so it's a fun process i actually have a lot of fun doing that i'm like i look i have our designs ready to go for like probably two more drops if i wanted what's just, like, what's the bubble over 
what's this shirt about? Which one are you? What's the back say? Is it? Is uh, it's it on the, back? the back's is like, yeah, it's like I don't know if you can see it. It's like people in the oh. gym. Oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Oh. So it's like, yeah, so it's like so the fucking scientist guy. So who's in the lineup? There's a scientist and like a bro and like power, yeah, there's like the fucking scientist guy, the fucking powerlifter, the selfie chick, and then there's a the fucking I don't know what the other ones are. I forget what they were. I have to look at it. That's great. I'm gonna look at these shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, I'll send okay. you guys some. That's sweet. Yeah. That well, that's the that's the yeah. shirt for me because I love that movie. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was watching so. it one day and I was like, "This would be a good shirt." I have to actually go, guys. I'm late training. I'm late to train a client. I didn't know. I'd be yeah, going well, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> we got to let you go. We we only asked for an hour, and you gave us an hour fifteen. So uh, we really yeah. appreciate your time, buddy. And um, you know, uh, how can people reach you? Just give them the the real quick basics here. Just reach reach out to me on Instagram. That's the easiest way, probably. Okay, I'm sure they already know you. I'm sure they already know you, but I'll yeah. have links in the description, guys. Yeah, I'm like Dusty. I'm happy, to, I'm happy to. I'm happy to see that Dusty's feeling better. I was following along when you were going through all that medical I'll trauma, you, man. all that shit that happened to you, man. No, it's really yeah. awesome. I'm happy that you're feeling better and bigger than ever, bigger Back than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate right, you. Man. It was a pleasure, guys. All right, thanks pleasure. very much, Mike. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Bye. Well, there you go, Mike Van Wick. That's fun. He's. He's busy as shit out there at Pure. He's a real good guy. Um, I remember competing against him, and like I said, you know, it was a real tight battle with us. Um, th- and uh, he 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 beat me that year and, and took home the pro card. And I remember just thinking, "Fuck that back double bicep." He just had those real thick lower lats that came out of his hips, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. um, and I thought, man, that guy looks like he's been like deadlifting or doing something for football, you know? Because I knew he came out of like he was like a lineman, you know. And um, just a big dude. He's like my height. He might even be a little taller than me. Like he might okay. be another inch taller. He's a really big guy. Like you know, when a guy that size shows up in shape, you're like, oh fuck, he's big. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> takes up a lot of space. <laughs> so, and of course, when I knew him, I think he only had like one arm tattooed. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember I saw him in the gym, and he had like he was covered in tats. And his joke was, he's like, yeah, I had to do something to make sure I didn't do something dumb and get on stage again. That. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, uh, Dennis James did says the same thing. That's why he got his, uh, both his arms done and his pack. He's like, they kept me retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we want to remind everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and... And ring the bell and ask questions in your comment for the yes. next episode. Yes, for the next episode. Okay. Thanks, everybody. And remember, it's just bodybuilding.